Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! Good evening. Yeah, the games are on tonight. Dundee Rangers, the latest is. The game goes ahead and it's only a couple of hours away. Yep, there's been torrential rain over the country over most, most of the day. But Celtic play St Mirren in a couple of hours. Dundee Rangers, Hearts against Livingston, Motherwell against Aberdeen and St Johnson against Kilmarnock. Stephen McGinn, the Falkirk captain, is here along with the former Scotland and Rangers captain, Barry Ferguson. Barry, it's been some day weather-wise, but thank goodness the games are on. Yeah, it's been wild, um, but obviously it looked to the, the Dundee and Rangers game was in danger. But look, um, I think Dundee would have wanted it on, Paul, because they've been in really good form and... I'm sure Rangers uh, wanted it on. They wouldn't want a, a cancellation. So it's going to be a tough trip for Rangers up to Dens Park tonight. Um, as I said, Tony Docker, he's got Dundee playing some really good stuff. Their confidence will be high after a good win at the weekend. But so uh, so should Rangers, obviously, not playing as well as they would want to. But we're scoring a couple of goals in the last um, eight or nine minutes. Rangers are in for a, a tough one tonight. But I fully expect Rangers to get the three points, Paul. Yep, five points in it at the moment. Celtic up against St Mirren, top of the table. Two clubs that you know well, Stephen. Um, obviously, St Mirren, you were there not that long ago. They're in some form, aren't they? This is amazing. Third top of the table, up against the undefeated champions. Yeah, and I'll be looking forward to tonight. Um, obviously, the last result there, they get a point in a 2-2 draw. Full of confidence. Um, obviously, the only game they've lost in the league this season. They've been down to 10 men against Rangers, so... Um, the whole of Renfrewshire's buzzing at the minute about yeah, the yeah. town about St Martin since so first 3 third so big game tonight Then at the other end at Morton they're not so happy after losing last night we'll talk about the championship soon Hibs and Ross County Barry 2-2 two, two yesterday uh, last night I wonder what Hibs are thinking they had such a great run but mm -hmm. they're finding it tough now Yeah listen been 2-0 up certainly at home um, I'm sure Nick Montgomery will be Battly disappointed, but you've got to give Malky McKay and his Ross County players a, a lot of credit. Um, it'd be easy just throwing the towel in, but they kept going. And that's a brilliant point away from home. That's two tough away trips for Ross County, so I'm sure Malky McKay will hopefully, um, well, he'll be hoping that Ross County and his players um, build on that. League Cup semi-finals a few days away, Barry, yeah. but you, you're refusing to think about it until after tonight. No, they, they can't think about it, Paul. They, they, they need to have their mind on going up to Dens Park as I said it's going to be a difficult place to go Look, the weather's no ideal either I'd imagine the pitch is going to be heavy but Rangers need to make sure they come back down the road with, with three points and then they can focus on the big game on Sunday against Hearts Stephen you were heading to Hamden last year in the Scottish Cup semi-final was it on your mind though? you had big league games as well but it must inevitably be yeah, it did. I mean, you try, you do, you do all the right. You try and do all the right things. You speak about not thinking about the semi final, but um, we we it affected us. It affected performance levels. Everyone worrying about who was going to get that jersey for the semi final. 
In our team at, at, at the top level, you don't expect the guys at Rangers and Celtic played in a lot of these semi-finals and finals to affect them so much. But a lot of your guys had never played at Hamden in an occasion like that, and it definitely affected um, performance levels. It affected everyone worrying about well, I get the jersey for um, the semi-final, and then two minutes into the semi-final, you're one 0 down anyway. So. Uh, we just spoke about it after and, and kind of learning from it and just saying that look these big games you can't you can prepare as well as you can and you can be 1-0 down with VR after two minutes so you always just have to focus on that next game What are you thinking are you off to the games tonight? 0808 17 17 700 it's a kind of captain's corner here with Barry Ferguson and Stephen McGinn Barry what are you thinking? I see uh, no, it, listen. It, you do think about the, yeah. the games ahead. It's the, the saying of you're in front of me. I know. Listen, I'm focusing on the, the next game ahead. But what I, I generally felt I've had a semi final or a final coming up. I just wanted to start the warm up, and then you could focus on um, where you're going to be, be playing. But listen, it does genuinely. Listen, the guys in the dressing room will be talking about it. But once um, they go out and start that warm up against Dundee, their only focus should be on making sure they get past a. A very well organised um, Dundee team. It's going to be some, yeah. It's go, a, it's the worst it. bit for me anyway. I don't know what Barry thinks, but match day. Quite often now, you know the team. Get into the game. You've worked on the team, but there's a, there's a period. Um, obviously, times will be different. But about six o'clock tonight, the manager will address the teams. Um, just small small detail, probably because a lot of the details been done days before. But that time when you're getting ready. And then just waiting for the fitness coach to shout you out and the warm up, especially if you're older, hated the warm ups and it's just that time until till kick off. I, I just hate it. I don't know what Barry thinks. Yeah, I just one day play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, going through all the the twenty or thirty minute uh, warm up. The most important thing for me was just standing in that tunnel and, and walking out and getting that whistle going and, and, and playing a game of football. I heard Rebecca on the four o'clock news saying and the rain is gonna die down. At that moment it was absolutely pelting. Did you like playing in this way? I was thinking about the fans going to the games tonight, you know, all over the country. Um, what about playing in a night? If it continues like this, which I don't think it is, it's getting better in Dundee at the moment. But what did you, what was it like playing when it was absolutely bucketed? Yeah, they, they can be the best nights, um, especially on grass. I mean, I know we've got a couple of astro surfaces, yeah. but on grass, and it's been raining all day, and it just settles just in time for kick-off under the lights. It's, it's some of the best nights to play. Mm-hmm. As long as there's no wind, I didn't mind one single bit playing in... In the rain, and one thing, there's going to be no excuses up at Dens Park, Paul. The pitch is always in good condition, and it's going to be slick. We obviously the weather it's been throughout the, the the day. So, listen, the most important thing, as I said, Rangers need to go up there and and come back down the road um, with, with three points in the bag. Because again, I always say it, I firmly believe that Celtic will, will beat a again another well organised team in St Mun, but I think Celtic will be too strong for them. What are you thinking? I see Brendan Rodgers this morning was asking the SPFL to help Scottish clubs playing in Europe with the fixture congestion and the timing of some of the games. So they're against Atletico, whose game's going to be on Friday, isn't it? Celtic play on Saturday and obviously then head to Madrid for the game on Tuesday. I'll go to Barry in a minute because I remember it when you were on your way <laughs> in 2008. Exactly, I'll come there. What do you think, Stephen, in general? I do. I mean, I've got, I can see all sides of the party, uh, every party's yeah. pointing at it. Um, the, the, the top boys have already got the international breaks and not a lot of the players go to play but that can't be helped they've got the winter break now There's a, most of January they're not playing and, and with Celtic and Rangers especially if you move that game to a Friday night there's a lot of Irish supporters come mm. um, they've booked well in advance when, when is that supposed to are they able to get to these Friday night games so there's loads of different ways I mean it's nearly impossible to keep everyone happy and 
the one thing that does seem to pop up after one of them's dropped points, like what's happened on Saturday. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I just think it's nearly impossible. I do think the league try everything they can to to help with the winter break. Maybe, I mean, to move to help with Europe, do they just yeah, get rid of the sure. winter break and move all the games to January? So I, I don't know. You can never win. That's uh, can't keep everyone happy. Great point you make about you know fans travelling across the water. Barry? Yeah, this, there, there's a lot of things you, it needs to be been taken into consideration. There, there's no doubt about it. But I do think they could help them better. I think they should sit down and, and maybe discuss. Uh, as you look at, at other teams and other leagues and other countries, they do tend to you maybe give them a free weekend or they'll put their game back a, a day because that extra 24 hours sometimes does make a, a massive difference. I can see where Brendan Rodgers is, is coming from. Um, we had the same issue obviously in 2008. But listen, I would never use that as an excuse because we get beaten in the final because we had a congested um, game, yeah, a lot of congestion in, in the games or whatever, Paul. I would never say that's the reason why we lost that. At the end of the day, we just weren't good enough on the night. But I do think going forward, we could help our, our teams who are playing in Europe. Who's going to be the new manager of St. Johnson? No word yet. Loads of names in there. A few days ago, we heard about Scott Brown. Um, Charlie Mulgrew has thrown his hat into the ring. Could you see Charlie, who played obviously up until the end of last season at Dundee United, in management? I can see in the future. Yeah. I think the route St. Johnson will go down is more experienced. Because Steve McLean was a, a, a young, inexperienced manager. I th listen, I was delighted when he got the opportunity, but listen, it's not worked out for him. I think St. Johnson will go down the route of a manager that's been in the game. Um, for a number of years and has coached and managed for a, a number of years but other, the younger guys who have been mentioned you've just mentioned Charlie McGrew I'm sure in the, the coming years there's no doubt that he'll get an opportunity but I think where St Johnson are in the league Paul in what situation they're in I do think they'll go down the, the experience route I see Dean Shields has uh, thrown his hat into the ring as well and he says he feels he's got the skills to keep them up but David Martindale won't be going not at the moment I see that um, Livy have refused permission of St Johnson to go for David Martindale. He's the kind of guy with the experience that you've just mentioned, Barry. Stephen, could you see him, if he was allowed, doing well in Perth? Yeah, well, I think, first of all, whoever goes in, I think it's similar to the Rangers' uh, job when it come up in terms of, I don't think the recruitment's been good there. Mm -hmm. um, I think the team's poorer than it was last year, and I think it's a, a huge job for someone. So I agree with Barry. I think it's got to be someone experienced, someone that's been in a dogfight, um, the beauty of being down the bottom of the, the, the Scottish Premier League is you're never too far away from recovery. A couple of back-to-back -back ones puts you right back in the frame and in this case it would take St Johnson off of the bottom. So, um, But I just think it's early enough in the season to save it but I think it needs an experienced manager and a really good transfer window in January. And I see Bill Foley, the Bournemouth owner, Barry, he's interested yeah, in getting involved at Hibs. It can't happen just now because of the rules, but I think they're going to relax the, the rules, which, listen, if it brings more investment yeah. into the Scottish game, Paul, I'm all for that. He's got a certainly. few bob, hasn't he? He certainly, yeah. he certainly <laughs> has. Um, and, listen, I'm sure the Hibernian fans will be excited um, about that because, obviously, they'd want to come in and try and break the, the, the big two, but I, I, I still even have... There's a lot of investment to come into other clubs, Paul. Nobody's ever going to break Rangers and Celtic. Yeah, for sure. They're far too strong. He's got the Las Vegas Knights, the ice hockey team, as well as Lorient in France. Uh, you know the club well. It's uh, quite a progressive club, obviously. Ron Gordon died earlier in the year. They are going. To, his family are going to con uh, maintain majority shareholding, but this is going to happen more and more now, isn't it? New money coming in. 
Yeah, they need it. Um, I think if anyone's ever going to challenge or split Celtic Rangers again, it's going to need big investment. But to be fair to the Gordon family, um, they spent a lot of money in Hibs. Um, I think the wage bill will be pretty high at Hibs. I think there's some big outlays. I think Martin Boyle uh, bringing him back from Saudi. I think they spent a lot of money on that. So as a well-backed team, and I think performance levels aren't matching up with how well they're on uh, Ron Gordon backed Hibs. Um, but that next level investment, obviously, I think is what's needed to get closer to Celtic Rangers. Do you believe that? Yeah. I mean, brilliant stadium, it's really good training ground. I mean, their fans turn up numbers, so you, you can see why people are, are looking to maybe invest in a, a club like Hibernian. It was it was very interesting reading. I, I don't know if any seen it. The guy that put um, Wrexham to Ryan Reynolds mm-hmm. when he was saying about initially they wanted to get the Scottish team. Yep. Um, potentially an Irish team because of their roots and some people they knew but the advisor to Ryan Reynolds was don't go to Scotland because you'll hit a ceiling yeah. you'll hit a certain level where the money you're looking to spend you'll never still never be able to challenge Celtic Rangers so just get into the English route where there's not as much of a ceiling on it I did read that that was a good point for him should we look ahead to tonight although none of the games are live on telly you know they're not on Sky tonight Barry which is a pity isn't it because the crowds were getting a really good yeah, again, I don't think there's enough games yep. live. I, I think we've got a good product, Paul. Um, but listen, I'll find a way to watch watch <laughs> some game. Don't worry about that. Indeed. Well, I think you can buy them yeah. pay-per-view. But I think that's where maybe long-term we can bring in that into the game where maybe yeah. there is a SPL um, TV, something along those lines because yeah. the product is good and there's a lot of interest out there in it. He'll Dundee be on there. TV. Dundee uh-huh. TV tonight. Tonight, excellent. Have they got it? Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, right, so whatever it is, nine ninety nine or fourteen ninety nine, yeah. I'll be paying that. You can see him in a few years being Scotland's answer to Gary Lineker. <laughs> can you? Hello, Steve McGinn here. <laughs> you got the accent. I, thought I, enough was, I honestly yeah. thought I was a football buff. Uh-huh. Is he even more? Oh. Do you reckon? Right, we'll do a quiz. Hibs changed the keeper last night. I see. I didn't get it. Don't right. understand that. Yeah. Um, and he just sorry, just spoken about the, the David Marshall at the weekend. Um, I mean, we don't know. We don't. You don't get to see the insides. I mean, sometimes yeah. you hear. I don't know if David Marshall's here uh, carrying an injury. Um, I know he's not always been t- top level for Hibs um, by his own standards, but there is a big drop off when he doesn't play. And, and I know the semi final's huge to them uh, at the weekend. But if the if there's not been an issue, I, I can't really get my head around it. And young goalkeeper comes in and ends up making a mistake, uh, and it's a big two points of drop. So. As much as I can get my head around maybe draw, uh, resting Martin Boyle, Joe Newell, etc., I'm not really sure I can go on board with the goalkeeper. Yep, Joe Joe Wallacott came yeah, in. Yeah, it, it was a, a strange one. Um, look, I think Stephen's right. I think if you ask Big Mars himself, he, he's not been at the top of his game, but what Mars brings in, uh, brings sorry, to the Hibs team is a presence and experience. I don't think you can buy that. Um, so it certainly was a, a surprise. And you can understand the outfield players because... Like Boyle's for me a, a massive player for Hibs but that was certainly a surprise and I think if you ask Big David Marshall himself he'd be desperate to play last night if, you, if you're playing any team I, I mean if Aberdeen are to rest um, Kelly Roos tonight the Motherwell players and managers are saying right let's test this young goalkeeper this backup goalkeeper yeah. today like let's get, get at him get shots in get crosses in and it's the first thing you look at when the goalkeeping changes there's something to play for everywhere tonight isn't there just before we go to the break every single ground I mean Motherwell Aberdeen for example well they both need results I think that'll be a feisty one yeah. tonight because you heard Stuart Kettlewell's interview he wasn't too yeah, happy with nice. Paddy Robson yeah. um, said and, and I like that because I think there'll be a wee bit of 
I think there'll be a, a few um, people going in with a few hard tackles and there'll be a wee bit of a ding-dong at the side. But that, that, listen, that's what football's all about. I think it'll be a cracker at Fir Park tonight. Yeah, Motherwell, Motherwell in a good position. Obviously, they've got BRF back. I know the, the results haven't yep. been great, but BRF's a huge player for them. Connor Wilkinson uh, adds goals. He's back fit now. So Stuart Kettlewell's got a full squad to pick from and I, I agree with Barry. I think it's going to be a good one tonight. Mm. Just watching, I was watching obviously the command at Aberdeen game. I was so yeah. disappointed in Aberdeen. I know they had the game on Thursday night and I get that, but I expected more. Don't take anything away from Kilmarnock. I thought Kilmarnock were miles by far the, the better team, but I, I was, I was really disappointed. I expected more from Aberdeen. Um, and listen, they're going to find it tough tonight. That's two long trips for them. Um, and obviously for what's happened in the, the build-up to the game, I'm sure the Muddle players will be right up for it. We, we spoke about what the result, I know they got beat in Germany or Frankfurt, but we spoke about that last 20 minutes, the confidence that brought. It leads to them then going to Ibrox and winning and, and winning well. And then obviously the, the fall-off, uh, drop-off from the disastrous result against PAOK um, leads to then just not turning up at Kilmarnock, which happened on Sunday. Who's going to play for Rangers tonight? Who's going to play for Celtic? First up, Celtic. We'll hear from Paolo Bernardo, who probably will get a starting berth, or will he? He was talking yesterday to the media and he mentioned uh, Jota. He's spoken to him, he knows him well. Yes, um, I think so. I I am working harder to to make uh, my impact. Jota has done his impact and uh, I I want to, to make my impact. Yes, uh, we are friends. I speak to him a lot of times but yes now I have to to make my own history here and hopefully it was good like him uh, they told me that the the city was was good and I think that too uh, the Celtic he told me about Celtic it was a, a really good club a big club uh, like we used in Benfica it's a really big club too. Uh, so he, he told me that it's not too different. Um, the thing was more different is the weather. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm really enjoying Glasgow, like Jota said, that I will. Well, we'll talk about that shortly. He's not wrong about the weather. And over at Ibrox, before heading to Dens Park, Philippe Clement was speaking about the, the fitness of the club, the puzzle that he's trying to get to grips with. And also, what about uh, Danilo and his fitness for tonight? No, he's ready to play. He's ready to play. We will see what is important in this game, if it's necessary that he starts or that he comes in. It depends on the opponent also, what profiles you need. Uh, physical state of the of the players. He's not ready for 90 minutes. That's that's logical. Yeah, that's the that's the difficult thing for the moment. It's uh, it's it's quite a puzzle. It's the biggest puzzle that I ever saw, to be honest, with all the injuries and players falling out. Like I I need to say one thing more. So uh, John Sutter will also not be available for the game with a with a muscle problem. Not a big one, but not available for the game. So. Until now, we started with uh, a lot of players who are not available. Some players falling out also last couple of weeks. So it will be very important every game to, to look really good at, uh, at the minutes of every player and, and try to build their, their physical co condition, their robustness. 
in the next couple of weeks, next couple of months to, to have a, a bigger squad available. Barry, can he solve this puzzle? Yeah, well, he's clearly not happy and, and the way that when I've heard them speak, he wants to play with a high intensity game. So you need to train like that every single game. I think previous to that, the managers are probably not trained that way. I'm a big believer in you've got to train the, what, the way you want to play, whether that's on a Wednesday night, a Thursday night, or a Saturday or a Sunday. That's the way you've got to, got to train. And obviously, he's come in, he's changed the training, and there's a few people suffering. I know there's been injuries before that, but it's clear that he's, he's not too happy with it. And hopefully, over the coming weeks, um, that will change. What does that mean about the Cairo Chamber and those reports that he's saying they need to use it more at Ockenhowie? Do you buy that? Yeah, listen, it, it can help slightly, but yeah, like all these machines and all that stuff, I'm, I'm not really I'm not really keen on it in terms of, I, I don't think it makes a massive difference. It will make a slight difference, but I think it's all about diet and how you live outside the, the training ground, how you look after, after yourself. You've got to live like a proper proper professional nowadays because to be a, a footballer at the highest level you've got to be an athlete and up here your mentality every yeah, minute 100% yeah. robust yeah. as well I mean yeah. James Tavernier Cal McGregor aren't playing 60-70 games a season because of cryo chamber they're playing because even when they feel something they play it's just uh... but throughout my career I don't think I've ever played 100% yeah. I think I called it a Cairo chamber <laughs> It's a cryo chamber, isn't cryo it? Cryo chamber. That's my cry for help on that one. Quick, <laughs> we'll break. Need to get you in one yeah, of them. Exactly. <laughs> it's too late for that one. <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go. Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel. Yep, it's been terrible weather today. It should be getting better, but we'll keep you right up to date tonight if you're heading to the games and some brilliant games tonight. Celtic against third top St. Mirren. Hearts, Livingston through in Edinburgh. Motherwell, Aberdeen, a big game in our patch here. And St. Johnson, looking for a new manager, up against Kilmarnock, who are back on track. And of course, Dens Park, Dundee against Rangers. That game is going ahead, despite, I know there's a bit of speculation earlier today, it should go ahead. Quite a few people on the socials as well saying, Barry, you played over 60 games, well over 60, in 2007, 2008, when Rangers went all the way to the Europa League final, the UEFA final. Yeah, and about five of them were good games. <laughs> <laughs> no, Steady, listen, yeah. if you want to play at the top, you want to play at a, yeah. a big club where they're involved in most of the trophies, Paul, and, and certainly in Europe, you, you've got to be built to play that number of games. Uh, and I think that's where the new manager, Philippe Clement's a bit frustrated that players will play two or three games and then they'll, they'll pull up with, with some sort of injuries. But I think that... Starts back in your first day of pre-season. I mean, it'd be ideal if, if he had them the first day of pre-season, but obviously it's not worked out that way. And and it, you can see he's a bit frustrated with the amount of injuries because he, he wants the, the full squad to go and have a, a, a real good look at them, Paul, and see who he thinks can go forward with, with him at, uh, at Rangers. Um, so I'll be interested to see the team tonight as well because there is a few injuries who starts in the, the middle of the pitch. But... You can tell in his, his pressers that he's, he's certainly frustrated. Um, and you can see he sent Kemar Roof. He's away over to Belgium to see a top specialist to see if they can get to the, the root of the problem with, with him. And, and I'm sure there's a few others that he's he's concerned about. And somebody that everyone admires, John Souter, Stephen, for example. That's a worry that he's injured again, isn't it? Yeah, and, and you can only hope. I mean, Philip Clement says it's not that serious. Mm -hmm. um, 
and he could be available for the weekend. But that, I mean, that is part of the thing. I don't see John Suter being able to play over 60 games. Um, I think with his injury history, just he's black and white on paper, He's never. it's not something he's done in years. So it's not something that really surprises you. Um, but if they can get, say they play 60 games, if they can get John Suter available for 45, 50, it's a huge success. Barry, he's such a... I like him. Listen, I really like him. Paul, it's just getting him fit and available. I'm not saying he's going to start every game because sometimes the manager will will make slight changes to the back line. But I know I know the manager mentioned that it's it's a slight problem, but it's another problem that you don't need. Um, So I'm sure not just the manager's frustrated. I'm sure John Suter's uh, frustrated as well. Over at Celtic, frustration that uh, last week Hatati had to come off after, what, five, six minutes against Atletico. Uh, we heard just before the break um, from Bernardo. I almost said from Jota, he's gone. What do you make of Bernardo? His start then, almost a, a full game. And is he going to keep his place tonight? Well, he's not in my team, okay. I've guessed. Um, there's a theory behind it. But just okay. on Bernardo, I think he's... He's not had the, quite the, the Jota immediate impact. Um, he's bide, had to bide his time for his chance, but I think he's obviously played in two of the Champions League games now and the cameo against Lazio I thought was pretty promising. I thought he did really well against Atletico Madrid. I think at the weekend that he should have scored. Um, so so he looks... I mean, he, he's promising. There's obviously a bit of work to do to when everyone's fit to get into that Celtic midfield, but I think there's going to be a re, bit of rotation going on Um in terms of with Hatati being out, who's going to who's going to, and I definitely think the the jersey's up for grabs. So, what's your team tonight? If you were the Celtic manager, who would it be? Well, I've gone for Hart. Yep, Johnson. Assuming Johnson's okay, which I think the manager said he would be. Yeah, I think yeah. he'll be okay. okay. Yeah. Jo- yeah, Johnston, Carter, Vickers, um, Scales, and Taylor. I think yep. Cal McGregor in his obvious position just in front. I've gone for Matt O'Reilly and David Turnbull. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think I mean St. Martin. St. Martin aren't going to just park the bus. They've, they've, They'll not really change, but at times they're going to be pinned in. And I think in some of the games Celtic have dropped points. If you if you look at the two games they've dropped points, it's St Johnston and it's Hibs, and they probably should have won both games quite comfortably. They haven't. They they, they didn't. And and a big part of that was not getting the first goal. I just think the home game against St Mirren, where very organised, defend deep at times, defend a box well, it might take a long distance goal. It might take a wee bit of equality in the edge of the box. So. I've just gone for Turnbull. In the front three, I think um, Maida and Kyogo pick themselves. I think Brendan Rodgers might be tempted to play James Forrest. But just for the same reason that I've put Turnbull in, I think I'm, I'm going to go with Palmer. Just because I think he's got that little bit of Turnbull as well where he can score it or nothing. Um, he's got a good shot in him. So, But it wouldn't shock me if it's James Forrest. I've written down James Forrest, but you're going Palmer. Uh, Palmer, so yeah. yeah. You're go Palmer. See, see in terms of big Bernardo, I, I think he looks a cultured football player. He can handle the ball, it's, it's clear. Um, and look, I know Stevens went with that team, but I think he'll he'll put him in. I think he'll, he'll play him. I, I like to look him. Mm-hmm. He can definitely play the game. There's no doubt he's got a good range of passing. And he looks a a good size as well for a for a midfielder. It's just it's just this current Brendan Rodgers team that's very similar to the way they played in the first spell. But in the first spell, um, say Moussa Dembele was starting the game and the, the, they've tired the team out. It might be a Griffiths that comes on. It might be an Odson Edward that comes on. Mm. He's not got that off the bench, and I think he knows that. So this first goal at times in these games are going to be really crucial. And I think, it, I mean, a couple of years ago, that if you think of that invincible team, 
he would have not 70 minutes, 20 minutes to go. I've got Lee Griffiths there if I really need yeah. him. I've got Paddy Roberts maybe off the bench, someone who can get me a, a goal. I think the first goal and, and letting these games drag on, I think he'll know he has to strike first. And, and, that, and that is just why I went with Turnbull. Well, here's Paulo Bernard, the um, Portuguese player. saying call him yeah, Bernardo. Bernardo. No, you're absolutely right, Bernardo. <laughs> um, he Paul said, Bernard used to play with Aberdeen. He did indeed, I remember. One million pounds from Oldham. Well done. And did he go to Germany? As well, but I remember he came a million pounds. I played you against him. Yeah, did you? Good player, I mean, that, wasn't he? Back then, Aberdeen yeah. paying. I think it was actually more than a million pounds. Was it? Aberdeen yeah. paid for him. Well, here's Paolo Bernardo, and he <laughs> said uh, he and the team are going to improve. I, I think so because we can work harder in the trainings, and it was the trainings that uh, give me the opportunity to to play in the games and for the other players too. Uh, but the game time, I think it's the most important time for a player because when we play one game, I think we improve a lot more than one or two training sessions. So I think so. So Paolo Bernardo, will he play tonight? Steve McGinn thinks no, but he may well do. He would bring in David Turnbull, of course, who started the season so well. What do you reckon, Celtic fans? 0808 17 17 700 or join the conversation at Go Football Show. Let's hear from your manager uh, speaking about, well, the first 10 games. We always hope that that's what you can produce. I knew it was always going to be a challenge for a variety of reasons, but... Um, but thankfully, the, the players have been absolutely first class and, since I've come in. I think their attitude to learning and development is it's absolutely superb. You know, they, they've really impressed me in that aspect. How diligent they are. You know, they, they're a very close group. Their spirit's very strong, and and they're, they're they're great ambassadors for the club. I think that their humility is is there to see and how they play and how they work, and and how they behave themselves. So. Um, so yeah, so when you have a group of players like that and then you get new players coming in, of course that takes a bit of adaption, but um but generally I've been I've been really pleased. Um because as I said, you want to make a good start. And I think we've we've made a good start, but there's still what, twenty eight games, league games to go and uh and still a lot of exciting times ahead for us. You think you would take that though, Barry? No defeats, couple of draws so far after ten I games. I said it Monday, Paul, yeah. uh, for a Rangers point of view, I'd take that all day long. Um, 10 games in um, 5 points clear you've got to be happy with that there's no doubt listen you always want better you want to be you're greedy and you want maximum points but to be 5 points clear at this stage in the season you would take that all day long he was asked about potential changes we'll see we'll do a final preparations for that over the next couple of days check and see how everyone is but um, but the team that we put out is always to to, to find the result and it's a it's a great game for us on the back of a frustrating uh, result for us I think our, our game was okay it was a little bit slow up until the last 20-25 minutes that was the reality and then we sped up the game and, and showed our qualities which is listen sometimes it's it's only natural I've been in enough games where you've you've played mid-week especially high intensity games and then you come into your next game and it's um, you maybe just can't quite get to to that level you can change the whole team but then you lose fluidity and so um but no i, I think the, the the guys will be recovered and then we'll go go again wednesday and, and like you say we have a tough run of, run of fixtures there's never going to be wholesale changes that that's the reality but um but what we what, what we always expect is for the team to be full of speed and tempo and then if 
we drop off those levels somewhere near the hour mark or 65 minutes, we can make changes to to maintain that. We just didn't do that from the off uh, the weekend. But as I sit here, 10 games in, eight wins, two draws, and a team that's still developing and improving and with a real tough fixture list away from home, then uh, the guys have done really well, but we've got to keep pushing. Barry, what about Rangers at Dundee tonight? Changes from the weekend? Yeah, I think there'll be... Well, I've got my team written down. I think there'll be a a couple of changes. Well, there's a couple of changes in my team. Okay. Um, and I, I fully expect that to happen up at Dens Park tonight. And your choice well, you for want tonight? It, it would right, be good, you go yeah. Up, right? yeah. Um, big Jack Butland. Sorry about that. I'm just telling <laughs> no, you what good. reasons. Yeah. Um, no, you were just teeing it up, so that's good. Yep, Tavernier, yeah. Golston, Davis and Ridvan. Um, two in the middle of the park. Jack and Lundstrom. And then I'm going to go for McCausland. Take him in for the start right. on the right-hand right. side. Cantwell just behind Danilo and Seema on the left-hand side. Cantwell, Danilo and Seema. Yeah, and yeah. I think McCausland's due a wee start. Look, I, yeah. I was swithering between Scott Wright and McCausland, but do you know what? I like to look at this boy. I do. Brings a, a bit of energy. Really positive when he gets the ball. Um, so, why not? Listen, you throw them in. For what I've seen, I think he can certainly do a job. Throw him in and see how he, he does up at a, a, a tough place. And sometimes that could be the making. The young players. Uh, that depends of his trainings and his games. A couple of weeks. I'm not a coach who cares about age. So look at my track record. Uh, I in Monaco I had 70 years old st- starting uh, in Bruges the same. In Genk also young players. For me it's not important if you're 17 or 37. It's uh, what you prove on the pitch. So sounds as though uh, we heard him in yeah, yesterday. I, I t- yeah, I totally agree yeah. with that. I mean, McCausland's 20. He's no, he's not a kid. He's, he, he should um, look. He's been about Rangers for a while now, and as I said, Paul, I, I just feel the the games that I've seen him come on, he's definitely made an impact for me. And I think now is a chance to to throw him in, um, sink or swim moment for him. And I think he'll he'll swim, Stephen. Well, I've gone for ten of Barry's team, ah. but but I think he might go with Scott Wright okay. just in terms of being yeah. an away game. I'd love it. I'd love him to go with McCausland for the reasons Barry spoke about. I don't think Scott Wright's got a long term future at Rangers. And I think there's going to be a small window where you could maybe, before Clement gets his transfer window in January, where you could maybe throw the odd young player in. So it'd be great if he goes with McCausland. Um, brave of him. Obviously, you know, um, Scott Wright's been a Dundee player. He knows what it's about. But um, in a split decision, yeah, I'd love him to go with the young player. Manager was asked about the next game, big games coming up. This week and next week and next month. They're all big games. There are no easy games or, or games that you just throw away. So I want an ambitious squad. I want people who, who are ambitious every day, not only the games, also in the training. So there's totally no difference for me uh, about this game or, or the last game or the next game. No. And he was asked a few times yesterday about the robustness, about the injuries and all the rest of it. What's he trying to build as well as consistency in his squad. This is a work that never is short term. That's impossible. Or you need to use uh, things that are not allowed. And we're not planning to do that. And even then, it doesn't help because then it's short term. No, that's a, that's a long term project. Creating physical ability, creating players ready for 90 minutes every three days during months. That's not something you can create by two weeks training. Nobody can do that. Same with robustness, same with uh, building up muscles and making them stronger in general. 
it's 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 work of of longer term but um Everybody in the club knows it's it's a really important part for the future of, of Rangers. Barry, you agree with him on that? Yeah, it, yeah. it takes time. Listen, yeah. you can't come in and make a, a huge difference to somebody's fitness or physical presence in the space of a couple of weeks. But I think in time he'll introduce certain methods that he believes in. Um, and then I think you'll, you'll bear the fruits of that further down the line. Which manager made the biggest difference in your time? Any of the clubs that came in and made a difference? Apart from Paul... Gwent, it was a, di a difference that you did not want to see. Um, is that can you answer that one? Is that a difficult one to yeah, see? Just yeah. a total different way yeah. of training was was obviously Dick Advocate with mm -hmm. the Dutch influence coming in. Um, obviously, you're used to running for 45 minutes in pre season, and when he came in, I just we, we never done any run, never done any running in, in, uh, in the pre season. It was all small sided games, but very intense, very like. You were non-stop and that was the fittest period that I ever felt myself during pre-season. Um, so, listen, you can go and run all day. I just believe that you've got to kind of, as I mentioned earlier on, you've got to train the way you want to play and he was very big on small-sided games and, and small possessions and, and to be honest with you, see when you've got a ball out, Stephen will, will agree with me here, players love it. When they don't see any balls when you walk out yeah. you think, oh Jesus, there's all these groan cones about and markers and you're thinking right this is a running session but yeah that's certainly the biggest difference I felt when when Paul Le Guin uh, came in Paul Le Guin sorry yeah, Dick Advocate Dick, came yeah. in it was a difference he made in, in terms of fitness and obviously technically as well we got a lot better well I certainly did yeah you sure did Stephen for you can you remember a manager who came in and changed things almost immediately mm, not not so much at um not so much a, a drastic change. Uh, I've had managers that come in and um, find their best team quicker. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, you, you know when you're training who your best players is and you're thinking, how is he playing ahead of him, etc., etc. I've had managers come in mid-season and the, the results improve and a lot of it is to do with the best players all yeah. playing. Um, the biggest change for me in terms of a total I know opener was when I moved to, to England, when I moved to Watford yeah. from, from St Mirren. I had an amazing... Um, Education at St Mon. There was a lot of experienced players in the team. Um, Gus and Andy were really experienced. Taught me um, till I was blue in the face the basics of the game. Um, loved it. But when I'm down to England and it was a genuine kind of way of playing and just opened my eyes to the way kind of the modern games gone. Um, that was a, that was a massive change for me. Quick break and then we're back. And good time to call 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! The one as you look towards 6 o'clock tonight on the M8, you're queuing on both directions from Junction 20 at the M74 Interchange through to 15 for Townhead. Now, if you're going east, your traffic's easing after an earlier flooding on the exit Slut Road at Junction 21 for Seaver Street and M74 Junction 1, but you're still looking heavy back to just before Junction 26 for Hellington. Go west, you've got stop-start traffic from the Erskine Bridge back to 25 for Cardonald and a Clyde Tunnel so please be patient if you're heading this way or find an alternative route if you can on M77 southbound you've got 10 minute queues from Junction 1 at Dunbreck Road back to the M8 Junction 22 at Plantation and Trespass Building M74 northbound you've got 10 minute delays from Junction 1 back to 1A for Pomodee 
Clydeside Expressway is looking heavy southbound from the M8 merge at Anderson Cross back to just before the Riverside Museum. You're looking slow northbound through the Clyde Tunnel between Governor Partick and through Scotston tonight. You've got Annie's Land Road closed anti-clockwise for roadworks from Laurel Park Gardens to Southbury Drive. Looking further afield on the M80 in both directions, you're looking heavier from Cumbernauld Lowood through to Denny Lone Head and on your public transport, you've got no problems reported. And just remember, you can find the very latest travel updates at any time. This is go.co.uk. Thanks, Chris. And that's your final traffic report. For yeah. now, yeah, for now. What, you just couldn't be bothered coming back in the next <laughs> for the next one. No, Chris, thanks so much. I know you're uh, moving to the sea suite. We're going to uh, <laughs> hear you on air at times in the future. Aye, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Monday to Thursday next week, covering for Big Joe. So that should be that should be a lot of fun. That was a plug, wasn't it, Barry? We wish him all the best, <laughs> don't we? Yeah. Listen, Chris, good man. Um, I don't know what they're going to do without him in here, exactly. right enough. Yeah. But going to miss you, Scotland strips. What ones you got on the night? <laughs> where where <laughs> is that from? <laughs> Stephen, good to work with, isn't he? Yeah, delighted. Yeah. Delighted he sang around. Uh, still see him in the building time to time. Chris, thanks so much. Thank you. you up to date with the traffic and travel. Do I press the button now? Yeah. Yeah, I do going. see. <laughs> thanks, Chris. We'll hear you next week standing in for Joe Kilday. What year was that? Yep. That strap? Uh, <laughs> I think that was the 78 one. Mm. Argentina World Cup. Oh, you yeah. were there? Yeah. No, I wasn't. No. 82, Spain. Right. But no, I was far too young. Uh, even in Spain I know seems a long time ago but it was good great fun brilliant World Cup Jockstein was in charge mm -hmm. and some of the players Kenny Douglish Graham Souness phenomenal Miller McLeish and all those uh, Stephen McGinn as well. Stephen a few people are asking when are you going to be back because uh, you've been out all season with the knee injury how's it coming on yeah I'm getting there hoping to get back onto the pitch um, for next week so um, thankfully the boys keep winning um, yeah. it's not putting the pressure on me to think I need to rush back and um, gives me a fight in my hands to get my jersey back once I get back Yeah, but it's a great run isn't it and the Aki's just tucked in behind them it's a great league this year Division 1 yeah I think that's going to get right down to the wire between Falkirk and, uh, and Aki's um, as Stephen says listen Falkirk in unbelievable form um, and they're missing a couple of players as well so once I get them back it'll make them even stronger as I said, but look, look that, that League One, it's a tough league. I mean, no way we thought it's a tough league to get out of, Paul. Um, but I think this could be the year that, that Falkirk eventually do it. And that was William on from Larbert asking how you were, Stephen. They look forward to you coming back this weekend. Queen of the South, isn't it? Off to the Dunhamers and up to Cove Rangers for the Ackies. Two big yeah, games. Yeah, 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 it's not often. I mean, I've, I've been in the Championship and you, you don't know who your direct rival is until... Uh, maybe three quarters into the season um, but from very early on it's felt like a, a big points total is going to be needed to win this league um, obviously the Aki's they've had a shock result at home to Edinburgh City you almost write that off that um, they're going to win the game and um, but then they bounce back and have a brilliant win up at Montrose so it's going to need a big points total but um, we, we, we know we know what we need to do um, and as Barry said we were missing a few at the weekend I was quite nervous about the game on Saturday but yeah. the boys got the job done by half time I mean there's four full time teams in yeah. League One obviously Falkirk Ackies Cove Rangers um, and Queen of the South who Falkirk are obviously playing at the, the weekend so even, even when you look at the full time teams coming up against the part time teams there's, there's a lot of good players in their leagues um, they've just not had the luck maybe to get that opportunity Paul to play higher um, but there is there's a very good standard still tight at the top of the championship as you know Barry Dundee United winning 2-0 at Airdrie that's, that's a good result isn't it? Yeah. Airdrie are a good team yeah. Rhys McCabe to be fair to him has got him 
playing um, some decent stuff. But Dundee United now are, are starting to motor. Well, I, I think the result of the night last night was rough. Yeah. Um, yeah, you look at the outside the window. I mean, Capelo is not the greatest place to play football at times. The way Morton play, um, it, it's a really difficult place to go and to go and win there 2 1. I said if Rafe can just hang in there to the second half of the season and make Dundee United have to win this league with the, with the pressure within that club financially to be back in the Premier League and everything that comes with it if Rafe can just hang in there and I thought it was a quite a, quite a, quite a not a surprise because they're a good side but I thought that's a, that's a big statement win that for Rafe oh, that could be a banana skin last night and what about the Jags Barry they were up twice but it ended up 2-2 at home to Air United yeah they'll be disappointed yeah. when you go up yeah. as you mentioned there Paul you go up twice and, and you drop a couple of pounds of a couple of points sorry at home but listen they're still sitting in third place um, but I think that league as I mentioned I, for me when I looked at the start of the season I, I tipped Wraith Rovers because obviously if you look at Wraith yeah. Rovers squad new owners they've spent a bit of money I'm not saying money will buy you the league but they've got a good team there but obviously Jim's got done United playing some good stuff they've went away to a place last night and got a, a brilliant three points but I think that's one of these leagues that's going to go down to the final game of the season and uh, Scotland's women losing last night, Stephen. Maybe no surprise because we lost heavily on Friday night. Um, and last night, I see the manager was saying as well, these are difficult games to play. You know, Tuesday nights, not to get difficult to get people out. And we've been chosen to play on these nights rather than getting maybe a Friday at home when you can get a crowd. Yeah, um, obviously difficult after losing 4 0. Netherlands are a good team. They're in pot A. You're not going to get any yeah, easy sure. games in pot A. And, and think it looks like the girls are going to get relegated. So a disappointing night. I'm just just quickly back to yeah. apologise to any part of Thistle fan listening to bring it up. But when when you think of where they were in the playoff, mm. um, in such a good position up at Dingwall, you think the way I couldn't help but think it when I was looking at the fixtures last night. I always think about it and think Patrick Thistle would have been at Easter Road last night. All right, do you? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, the game they had the game, yeah. they had all these good. Play- sure. They were just in such a good moment. They end up losing half their team and they're struggling at home to air. It just football's such a mad world. Yeah, top of the table. Dundee United twenty-seven points. Wraith Rovers one fewer, of course, on twenty-three points. Patrick Thistle you mentioned on sixteen. Then there's Air Airdrie on thirteen. Are both on 12 along with Queen's Park who also were challenging uh, just a few months ago to come up Dunfermline on 11 Inverness on 8 along with Morton and that was despite Big Dunk getting a win at the weekend so yeah that's a good division as well and it's one that you'd love to be in next season Yeah it's, it's the aim I mean Falkirk the crowds we're getting just now it's amazing um, it's amazing what you can do and you can build momentum at, at that football club 4,500 uh, on Saturday so the, the Falkirk need to be at least in the championship um, and that's our aim between now and then the season to put the club back in that league looking forward to the games tonight if you're heading out there take remember, care yeah. remember Brockville oh, I do yeah I used yeah. to enjoy covering games there what was it like to play in no, I, I, yeah. um, my brother played there of course he did at, that's at right was that after Hearts yeah, John Lambie was yeah, the manager I remember I knew he used him to well. yeah, that great. Yeah. couldn't <laughs> see it night night games <laughs> the floodlights were honestly you couldn't see when you were yeah. in the stand yeah. you couldn't see anything <laughs> You know the line about a player who was injured and he was kind of concussed, but in those days he went straight back on. I mean, I don't really know who I am. He says, you're Pelly, go out and play like him. Um, I don't, I've, n- I've never been to Brockville, yeah. but I was no. speaking to a friend recently. The supermarket um, now, I think. Yeah. We used to, obviously being from Clydebank, we used to sometimes at half time get on to play at Kilbowie. Or, 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 yeah. yeah. or, or at Boghead and Dumbarton. Mm. 
I think I used to love playing there and think it's amazing and stuff yeah. like that. Then you speak to people and say, oh, that was a dive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how old I am. I played yeah, at both Bulkhead and <laughs> New Bowie. Remember just, the, the windows yeah. behind the goals? Crazy. Bowie. It was. It was wet, 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 sponsored yeah. them. And they were in the top division, mm-hmm. as you well know. Because yep. I remember, you'd go David and see, Cooper. Yeah, David Cooper, you'd Terry Butcher, mm-hmm. Chris Woods, and Rangers playing at Clyde Bank. It would be the same with Celtic as well. But at that point, Rangers had just brought up all these superstars from England. It, it, Phenomenal days for the Bankies who are now one of the junior clubs. Do you still call them juniors? What about a player? He's not much younger than you, Barry. He's the Ballon d'Or winner again for the, what, eighth time? What do you make of Lionel Messi winning that on Monday night? Yeah, listen, I, I thought you had to get it. You know, everybody was going about Haaland and, and rightly so because of the, obviously the amount of goals he scored, but he's, he's just a genius. Paul, he is, he's the best that I've ever seen. Yes, I mean everybody compares him and Ronaldo and let, let's be honest Ronaldo's numbers are phenomenal as, as well but Messi I, I could just he's a type of player that you could watch all day and I was lucky enough to play against him yeah. a, a, quite a few times and when you actually come up against him it's just magical what he can do It must be Stephen what are you thinking? Ronaldo didn't take it well did he? <laughs> what number did he come was he 180 or not something sure, or 300 sure, but yeah but that's yeah, Ronaldo no, I mean yeah, Messi sure. I mean the thing about Messi is it's it's what Barry said it's just it's like magical it's special mm-hmm. it's something that nobody else can do and you think about a lot of people um, maybe Ronaldo fans are saying maybe that Haaland won a treble scored for yeah. it's just see when you, you see stats like that see the goals Haaland scored that Messi bettered that in five different seasons <laughs> You think of the impressive numbers, Haaland scoring 50, 52 or 53 wow. goals, and you're thinking, would it, in 20 or 30 years, people are going to look back at the era with Messi and think, a football, it, wasn't as, it must have been easy, because he, how can you score 80 and 90 goals a season? Phenomenal. Just the things he, he does with a football. Yeah. How can you do that? Can't imagine. Look, yeah. at, look at how you played the career you had, do you, know, do you know the biggest thing yeah. that jumped out at me about him? Not just about how good he was on the ball, See if somebody clattered him mm-hmm. or went through him, he'd just get back up. He wouldn't even complain about it. Just go and, and play the game again. And he gained uh, Mar- That's when I was playing against, I thought to myself, wow, he has something special. Barry, John, Paul, we're back after the news and we'll have team news as you head to the matches tonight. Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Switch to clean, renewable energy and reduce your bills by up to 70%. Let's go! Game day. All the matches on tonight. Celtic up against St Mirren, Dundee Rangers, Hearts against Livingston, Motherwell against Aberdeen and St Johnson against Kilmarnock. And in this hour we'll be bringing you the team news from the games and also south of the border as well as Carabao Cup. I wonder who's going to win that one. And in Scotland, we're getting ready for our own version, the Viaplay, the League Cup semi-finals this weekend, which Barry already, you said earlier in the season, Rangers have to win this weekend, and they have to win this cup. Yeah, and I stand yeah. by that, Paul. They firmly believe that um, if Rangers want to kick on, 
Um, they need to make sure they, they bring that back on the 17th of, of December. And uh, as I said, I'm not being disrespectful to Hearts or Hibs or Aberdeen, but the holders are out. They get put out early doors with Kilmarnock. And right away, I, I said on this show that Rangers have to be bringing the, the League Cup back to Ibrox. He was asked the other day, this is Philippe Clement, about what about the chances with the, you know, the, the turnaround at the weekend, Rangers getting the late, late goals, making it a couple of points closer to Celtic, just five in it. He was asked about what are his chances of uh, of lifting the title. I'm, I never talked about that, but it's a good question to go around to get me uh, to a certain answer. It's a good try. <laughs> it's not the first time that happens. We're focused on ourselves. So game by game, I don't want anybody in this building thinking about what can be at the end of the road. I want that everybody's focused on the road, to stay on the road and to make these roads stronger and stronger that we can compete in, uh, in every competition. That's the only focus this club and this team needs to have. Barry, you can tell he's got experience, hasn't he? He can yeah, handle it. and listen, yeah. uh, spot on, you've got to worry about yourself and make sure you produce the goods in terms of getting three points or, or like in, in the game on Sunday against Hearts, making sure you get through to the final. You, you can't you can't make a difference elsewhere. You, what you can do is make a difference where you're playing and that's obviously his mindset is let's take care of ourselves and see what it takes us. He was asked any additions in January, something we spoke about on Monday night. Uh, no, it's much too early to talk about that because we... We still have two months to go, so I hope in these two months we can uh, we can make this this squad much much stronger. He's not going to say that, is he? That no, but yeah. listen, he knows he want to bring in his own guys. And I said, Paul, I, I, I'm sure that the Rangers board will try everything in their power to try and make it happen. Whether that's a permanent transfer or whether that's loans, but I'm sure the new manager will want to bring in a few players not just the better the squad that brings a bit of freshness as well when you see new players walk through the dressing room you're thinking to yourself right here, here we go a bit more competition Stephen what do you expect in January? Big changes um, I think when one of, one of the reasons I said about Derek McInnes for the, the Rangers job is I, I didn't think the squad was good enough at all and, and I thought if, you, if someone comes in and tries to make drastic changes with that team it, it's, it could get worse um, but I've actually been quite impressed with Clement. He seems really clever. Um, he's definitely not going to give us the sound bites that Michael Beale used to do. Sometimes make bold statements and come back to haunt them. I think the reporters in this country are going to have to work harder to to get any from him. Um, but I think there's, there's been nearly no change on the park. But from his first week in the job, I mean, it, they got battered for for long spells in Prague, but get out of there in a, in a two horse race. He's got his point away from home. He's narrowed the gap. I know it was a difficult week for Celtic in terms of playing Hearts away, Atletico Madrid and then Celtic, Hibs at home. But they did, he did his part. I mean, probably pretty fortunate in the end the way they did it and how, and how they played, but he's narrowed the gap down to five. But I just think I just think you'll know that that's from, from training, from games, that that's not good enough in terms of wanting to win league titles. He's here to win the league title um, for Rangers and he's going to have to make big changes in January. But I think between now and then, He's not going to change too much. He's just going to try and be get getting better at the basics, get a wee bit more out of some of those group and and use them and 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 then move them on in January. Are you saying, Stephen, you see an improvement, a small improvement, or it's hard to an improvement in terms of a lot of the performances are quite the same. The results have been better in terms of I thought it was a great point in the circumstances in Prague. You can't you can't argue with the fact he's narrowed the gap um, just within a week and. 
he had to do his bit part if Celtic had dropped any points he, he did his part um, but I thought maybe with him coming in we'd see a different formation we'd see maybe different players use it very very similar similar to what Michael Beale would have picked I think in terms of the injuries and stuff like that um, I'm really surprised he's still going with Dessers I'd be absolutely shocked if he goes with Dessers again tonight um, but but that probably adds to my point from earlier where I think he's just trying to keep them all together before moving a lot of them on in January. Let's hear a little bit more from him. That I'm positively surprised about some players in the squad. That I saw less things in the games that they played at the beginning of the season. That I see potential to grow. And in general, in the, in the Scottish League, we I knew it's it's a very competitive league with a lot of physical teams who strong with a good organisation, a low block waiting for transitions and, and, and for set pieces. So... No surprises in that way. Barry, I wonder what you think. Yeah, thinking? I'm just yeah. assessing over the, the three games. The first game, Hibs, I've got to be honest, we don't take any away for Rangers. Rangers were really good, but yeah. Hibs were all over the place. Yeah. Too wide open. And I firmly believe when you come to, whether it's Ibrox or Celtic Park, you've got to frustrate and stay behind the ball and, and be compact. But listen, they, they, over, they, they ran over the top of them. Prague wasn't great, but the last 20 minutes, Rangers could have ended up winning it. And then obviously Sunday's game, as I said, it wasn't great. The difference that I've seen, if that game in Sunday was three or four weeks ago, Rangers would have lost it. You reckon it wouldn't have happened? Yep, they kept yep. going, mm-hmm. albeit it wasn't brilliant, but they kept going. Because um, I know what it's like in Ibrooks fans, and they've got every right to be frustrated and getting their back, but they kept going, they kept putting balls into the box, kept trying to create, and um, eventually they, they got the, obviously, the... the Bit of luck, let's be honest. We, we have been a penalty, but it was 100% a penalty. But as I said, Paul, watching it, I thought to myself, yep, three or four weeks ago, Hearts are walking out that stadium with three points. That's the mentality, isn't it? He's the manager. Because missing the penalty, getting the stick because of that. That moment you can lose confidence, you can go down, you can stop taking responsibility. But he took the second penalty, he scored it, and afterwards he gave the assist for the second goal. And I want to see a lot of players with that mentality in my dressing room. I want to see everybody with that mentality in my dressing room because then we're going to make an amazing season. That was a big up for his captain, wasn't it? Who often gets so much criticism, but he stepped up at the weekend uh, after the penalty miss, took the next one. Yeah, I think if he'd missed that one as well, he'd take the third one. I think it's um, his success rates, highway penalties, and I don't really see any... Don't really see anyone in trying to get the ball off him yeah. as such. Um, I think it's just a, a stonewall. He takes the penalties, but I just, I just think he'd have to be world class to, to totally just come in and the results and the performances come together. Um, he'd have to be one of the best managers in the world in terms of what he inherited. So I just, I, I think it's a results part of the world. His results have been good, um, and I think he'll be content with his first couple of weeks in the job. What about Celtic in action tonight? A few people on saying they heard your team. Uh, Paolo Bernardo, you reckon, will be on the bench. Might be David Turnbull. It could be. The manager was asked yesterday, Brendan Rodgers, about who's going to replace Hitati. Well, I think it's, it's, it'll be him and for other players that we have in that position that will get the opportunity. I think that with Paolo, he's, he's a fantastic young professional. He's come in from a different country, adapted, settled really well. And he's really looking to take on board the football philosophy here in terms of how we want to play. 
he's obviously played his, his his first game or virtually the whole game against Atletico Madrid. It was always going to be a challenge for him at the weekend, but uh, but for that first uh, 60 minutes, he he worked hard and, and did very well. So, uh, but I just think over time he will get better and better. But we've also got Dave Turnbull and Odin, like we say, who can come into that position as well. So. Um, so the opportunities are there for players and will be there for players, uh, both in training and in the games. And then it's just about taking those opportunities. Because uh, he is a special player, Hitati, Barry. Yeah, that, yeah, listen, I don't care. That's only my opinion. I think he's going to be a massive miss. I think if you look at that Celtic midfield, the strongest by a country mile is McGregor, Hitati and O'Reilly. And listen, none of the players that Brendan Rodgers has mentioned, they're good players. I don't think they're at the quality of uh, that. And, that, and that's obviously an issue now because that's a few injuries he's picked up over the last couple of months. So I'm sure they'll be wanting to get the, the bottom of it because um, you don't want to be losing one of your top players for that lengthy period. Here's the manager speaking about Hitati and his injury. Yeah, I think it's a disappointment for him. He's had a bit of a broken start to this season. Uh, and obviously this year will take him over the halfway point of the, the league. So it is, it's, it's very frustrating for him, especially someone who really commits himself to his game and his professionalism, he's everything he, do, he tries to do right. So um, he's in a great place for that support from the coaches, the manager to the, the medical team, the whole, you know, the, uh, the whole staff here will, will support him and, and like we do all the players and hopefully we can get him back uh, sooner rather than later. It's just investigating really everything that he's, that he's doing outside of here as well as here and trying to piece it all together. There's also just, unfortunately, players that, sadly, their collagen means that they pick up lots of injuries and, and how, their, how their body is and they just can never, maybe sometimes stay fit. You know, he's a guy that's come into the game late. Um, he's into here, he's done fantastic when he's been fit and available here for, for Celtic. So I think it's just a case of just trying to look deeper into everything around his uh, development and, and what he's doing here and what he's doing away, just to see if there's anything that uh, we can find out. Because ideally you want your best players available and uh, he's certainly one of our top players. Quite detailed about the injury and about his potential and you know what he's done in the past. What did you hear from that, Stephen? Yeah, probably the bit that stands out is the, is he someone that maybe is going to be injured all the mm -hmm. time? Um, is he is he trying to scare off potential bidders? <laughs> He's injured all the time, but no, it's but it is true. It's um, it's a guy that came into football late in Japan. I don't know if they play every three days and and all that different types of weather with European games and and the demand Celtic put on them. Um, but I think I mean you could see the emotion on him when, when he get injured. I mean, it, as much as he loves playing for Celtic, I don't think he's made any secret of where he wants to get to in his career. And, that being the English Premier League and he was just getting back to his best there and he's probably starting to, to realise that I'm, I'm in, back to my best here because it did take him a few weeks I think some of his early performances for Celtic after his first injury weren't at the, at the same level and and then it goes again and and by, the, by, the, by his reaction I think he knew it was a bad one Barry he doesn't often speak that way you know the, the details of the player we all know Hatati is so, so good um, but they're going to miss him no matter who comes in yeah, you, you're all. Like any team's going to miss the quality. Hattati's got. Paul, there's, there's no doubt about it. I've said plenty of times, and I, I think he's got all the attributes 
it could play at the, the highest level. Um, but there is going to be a concern, there's no doubt about that. And you, you hear the depth that Brendan Rodgers actually goes in, they're, they're obviously going to look at all sorts, what, what he does away from football. He was going on about collagen. Has he got enough in his body? Um, so I would imagine he's going to be doing these collagen shots that everybody's doing. Um, but listen, it is in a serious note, that's one that they, they want to try and get sorted because two months, well, it must be a serious one if he's out until the, the, the turn of the year. So you, you you don't want to be missing players of that quality because, it, listen, it will hurt any team. I mean, you, you don't know, but the first thing you think about is football. We all know the hamstrings. Mm. You think grade three, don't you? Right. In grade three, any muscles injuries, you're, you're looking at months, and it's uh, it's quite it can it can often be quite bad. Have you had the collagen? Have you had to take it? Um, sometimes you get given these shots and all that, and you, I mean, I don't know if it's like the old Space Jam movie when you're you think you're drinking magic water. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I took all my my vitamins and I took everything, but I don't know if you notice a, a big difference um, yeah. in in the, in the games. Is there anything that can grow cartilage back? <laughs> I could drink that Call I the doc. as well yeah. The doc no doubt Will send us a message uh, Let's hear a quick bit From Paolo Bernardo About playing for Celtic It was really good uh, First start for me Here in this big club The game was not so good But we have a game On Wednesday And I think we will Get better uh, It's a little bit, bit Different than Portugal But uh, I'm really liking To be here and Celtic, Celtic are really support me, so I'm really comfortable here. So we'll have the Celtic team news soon. Gregory has been on, and the only one he disagrees with you is um, on Bernardo. He's got him in rather than David Turnbull. You might be right, Stephen McGinn. You might be wrong. We'll find out soon. Did you see on Sky there that obviously West Ham have got Arsenal tonight, Barry? Mm -hmm. And we saw Declan Rice arrive. That was brilliant the way he was with the backroom team, wasn't it? Yeah, listen, I mean, that, that's a big part of his career. They got him. Yeah. No, no, they got him. Listen, Declan, Declan Rice obviously worked really hard at it, but I love seeing that when players go back to old clubs. They, they don't forget. Um, and these guys behind the scenes do so much for, for players. Um, you don't realise how big an influence they've gotten in, in footballers. So, yeah, it's great. And, and listen, to be honest with you, he's, he's turned out, in my eyes, a, a real top midfielder. I like him. He's got everything about him. He's got that... Nasty side. He's actually a better footballer than I, I thought he was. Like watching him away at the start of last year, I wasn't sure if like he was always going to be a Premier League player. But go, oh, could they go to that that top four? But listen, he's he's certainly proved that with Arsenal. He's been a a brilliant signing for them. Hundred million pound player. And Stephen, did you see it? And you know, people were going to shake his hands, and he gave them all a hug. It was, it was brilliant. It was good to see. You know, he's a superstar, but he hasn't forgotten where. Well, it started with Chelsea. Yeah, exactly. Oh, like, like it. It's yeah. something. I mean, something. As Barry says, sometimes you, when you're at football clubs and you spend, you're not just spending it with the players. I mean, sometimes some of my best friends in football have been the non-playing staff. Maybe some of the masseurs or uh, kit men uh, have brilliant relationships with. But I think as well. I mean, you think over the last, it's got better over the last few years. Over the last 20 years, you think of the amount of times English clubs have played in maybe the UEFA Cup, Europa League, now the Conference League, and they've played weakened teams. And it's just like, let's get out of this. West Ham have not won a trophy in a long, long time. He's, he's He was a huge yeah. part of that team that won a major trophy. So I think, I mean, if Newcastle eventually do it, hopefully Villa can do it this year. Yeah. You remember for a long, long time. Brother John on fire, another goal the other day. Yeah. I thought he'd made a mess of it. I think his first touch set him up where he, he ends up having to take on his right. But yeah, he's just flying. The team are 
so well coached. There's, there's in such a good place. Um, as the games are just coming now, I mean, touch wood, but you're not really worried. You just they, they just look a real top team at the minute. What differences, man? Just over a year. Yeah, the, and, and do you know what? I mean, you've obviously been down to Villa Park. I played there a, a right few times. It's a brilliant stadium to play in as well. The atmosphere's brilliant in it. Um, and, and listen, they, 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 are, they could be pushing. I'm not saying they're going to win the league. There's, I don't think that's going to happen, but they could push big time and maybe it's, try and creep into that Champions League space. We think of your AT moments what a player he's been over the last few years he literally can't get into that team yeah. I mean he, his performance in, in Holland the other night against Altmar was exceptional I mean that was back to him at his very best he still just can't find a place at the team so that's that's how well everyone's playing that's that's where they're at at the minute Is the biggest worry if Ten Hag leaves Man United one of the contenders would be in the Midlands He'd be a no-brainer as would Ange Postecoglou yeah. in terms of like potential options but I think the Villa fans know and Unai Emery knows that he's got the full back in the club and the fans he's like a god to the fans is he? Yeah. He, he's did the big, big club he's, he's been mm. at Arsenal yeah. he's been at Sevilla I think he's settled and I think he's building something special but he's not been at Man United I know but it's not working out for yeah, a I lot of people the next manager I know, is. I know. Angelus Postacoglu Angelus yeah I'm just giving them the full name <laughs> Angelus Ange Postacoglu yeah. do you reckon he will be? Yeah. Still? Yeah. listen I don't care if, my, if it did happen at Man United that's he's stands out like a, a sore thumb. They've tried everything else, Man United. They've tried the big names. They've yep. tried the experienced league managers. I think he's box office, and I think he'll bring a, a brand of football. I, I, I agree with Barry. I think he's the, the standout candidate. Am I being naive though? If they did come to Ange in the next month or two, do you think he would leave yes. Tottenham? Yeah. Mm. Why? I just do. I do. Because I it's, Man goes, yeah, it's Man United. Yeah. Man United. Yeah. yeah. He goes. Yep, they've been in decline for a, a number of years now, but still round about the world, they're probably the biggest club. They've been in decline, they've spent the same amount of money as Man City. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's I going know. to come in and what player yeah. do you want? I want sure. him, him and him. He's got an idea of how he wants to play and no matter what you see at Tottenham, he's got these guys running for him. Good for Scottish football, isn't it, Barry? Because they do look down their noses. It's, yeah, it's yeah. the same managers, but the yeah. big thing for me is players. When players go down there, like obviously Stephen's brother, but there's, yeah. I mean, I could there's a, countless players I could name that have went down to the Premier League and done brilliantly. And there's nothing better because I honestly do believe there is an ignorance to the game up here, and there is a lot of good, very good Scottish footballers. Um, and when they go down there and and show what they're made of, I love it. Champions League, a real ambition and possibility for Villa for next season. Yeah, well, especially in terms of it could be five, yeah, uh, five yeah. teams in the in the Champions League. But honestly, like for, in, immediately, probably just as a brother, John's a captain, Aston Villa. They've not won a trophy in a long, long time. You you can't help but look at the Conference League. I mean, the league's obviously the bread and butter for the football club and for the business side of stuff, but. I'd love to go to that uh, conference yeah. final when John lifts that trophy. Where is it? Do we know? No, not no. looked at it. No. Let's don't check it, Barry. We could be available. We could be when that would be. What May, late May. We could be. Could be arranged, couldn't it? Get the jet. <laughs> Head over there. That'd be brilliant. You can get that. Quick break, and then we're back. It's Stephen McGinn, Paul Cooney, and Barry Ferguson. 
The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For great customer service and a free home survey, call 0800 Let's go. On the programme tomorrow night, we'll have Andy Walker here, along with Graham Dorans, who was with us a few weeks ago. Barry he made a good debut with us, and he's coming back tomorrow. You yeah, know, listen, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, actually, obviously, I bumped into him a couple of times, yeah. but at the Masters, um, yeah, yeah, I found him real good guy. Played at a real good level as well. Had a few injuries the last few years of his, his career, and he's obviously playing down at junior level yeah. now, which mm-hmm. came as a yeah. bit of a a surprise and a bit of a shock but listen he, he still loves yeah. the game yeah Johnson mm-hmm. Borough yeah. that's the one I was yeah. trying to think there but you've just you've cottoned on there um, so yeah he's still enjoying the game still playing away and good to see him coming in and doing a, a, a bit of stuff for Go Radio yep he'll be here tomorrow night along with Andy Walker who was at the game last night I've seen him uh, you no, watched I liked his jacket ah, he's good wasn't he yeah he looked Nifty Looking smart Yeah he looked alright yeah. last night That's the smartest I've seen him <laughs> well, He'll be listening He misses nothing And he'll be here tomorrow night And then Peter Grant uh, On Friday Along with Rob McLean And, and Barry oh, as well We know what yeah. gear's like then. Oh, it's a different, <laughs> different class Yeah Would that be fair I, I wonder yeah. in, the, uh, yeah. in the winter yeah. If he still wears his shirt Open <laughs> You'll find out <laughs> I wonder if he, he does yeah. that in the winter He certainly does yeah. in the yeah. summer nice. My old manager that um, just lost his job at Q- QPR. Yeah, he does that yeah. with his shirts. Mm. I think he'd start buttoning them up from about halfway. There. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to be? Well, we know who the new manager is, don't we? He's been appointed today. Michael Beale was quoted for it, but did you really think that would happen? I mean, they liked him until he left. He had a great yeah, start. Yeah, I think in the manner that he left, Paul, yeah. I don't think it was ever going to um, ever going to happen because he, he got off to a real good start and then he started to struggle a bit. Um, and then to be fair to QPR they, they should be a, at least challenging to get at least into the playoffs um, but they've been they've been poor and that's why they've obviously changed um, is it Gareth Ainsworth yep. yep yep he's always got his cowboy boots on isn't he <laughs> aye, yeah. aye. I mean, his, his gear is very very out there mm-hmm. yeah. um, but he'd done a bro- what a job he'd done at Wickham but he had yeah. quite a he's got a really unique way of playing it's very I mean it was man marking without the ball and it is, and I mean that it was long ball, mm. um, yeah. a long ball. I hardly got a touch for the last really? three yeah. months. I was, was yeah, that field, yeah. yeah. And and see, be honest, I thought with the players, some of the players QPR have got some real talented players. Mm. Chris Willock, um, I was, I was alias chair. I was just trying to think where are they going to fit into this system because he is. He was very much. Mm. I'm not going to change this way of playing. So and and ultimately, it hasn't worked out. It hasn't worked out. Who's going to be the new St. Johnson manager back up here? Yeah, could it be Scott Brown? And could Scott Brown, there's some questions on for both of you, could he be back playing? He's training with Spartans, 38 years old, he's won everything in the game up here. He's been out of the game since, what, early 2022 in terms of playing. Stephen, do you think it'd be possible, Scott Brown? Yeah, we, we, me and Barry spoke about it. Um, Scott Brown was fortunate in his career, he didn't have any serious injuries, any big injuries. Um, and he obviously still looks fit. I know he took part in the, the testimonial recently at Hibs and Everyone was raving about the condition he was in. So see see if he's still got that wee bug where he would enjoy playing on Saturday. Uh, no matter the level, why not? Um, fair play to him. Barry, could you say yeah, could it? I, yeah. Could I just say I've been involved in League 2 and it's not going to be easy. No. Yeah, because if he does come back and, and maybe play with, with Spartans, listen, it's not going to be easy, that's for sure. Because I'm sure if he's named in a team sheet or he does decide to come back, I'm sure players will be desperate to come up against him. Um, but 38... Listen, I see players plenty 
their forties now. Yeah. Um, you played until thirty-eight, weren't you? Just yeah, just before it, yeah. just before my uh, yep thirtieth birthday. Um, and that was injury, wasn't it? Otherwise, yeah, it just yeah. got to a yeah. stage, Paul, where you're waking up in the morning, you're you're struggling to, to get out of bed, and sometimes you've just got to say, right, enough's enough. Um, but it'll be interesting to see whether he wants to get back playing or does he want to go back into management. But I'm looking at St Johnson just now, and I think there's somebody perfect for them. Just out, he's been there before. He's not got a job just now. He knows the club inside out. And people, some people say, don't go back a second time. But I think Callum Davison. He knows the club. Do you think it would work coming back? Yeah, because yeah. I think Callum Davison is a very good manager. Mm. See what he'd done with St Johnson. He had a yeah. period where for two or three months it never really worked. But listen, he's been out, he's refreshed, recharged the batteries. He knows everybody inside the club. I know there's been a few new signings, but he knows the vast majority of the playing squad. And I think with him going back in, it would give even the fans a big lift. I, I was nodding along before he named who it was. Yeah. yeah. Because I had in my head Tommy Wright. Mm. Right. was out of a job and my old manager at Kilmarnock sure. and I'm thinking he ticks the boxes for the same reasons he knows what's required at that club and he knows a lot of, of them so yeah. he would probably be the man for me mm -hmm. the two of them the continuity isn't well. it because mm -hmm. it was Tommy Wright's team mm -hmm. then it was Callum's team and yeah you're right just to come in instead of the ship the two guys mm -hmm. that were mentioned obviously I've mentioned Callum and and Stevens mentioned Tommy Wright um, they know the club as you said Paul and, and this is what they need they just need a bit of experience to come in and relax relax the players and get back to hopefully winning ways it's Prague for the final isn't it Stephen Which I should have known that for the conference league so I was trying to get yeah. your attention there because know, right. Celtic teams out yeah I thought it was I'm just trying to get the to big, it the, yeah. big, the big news is no Carter Vickers on the bench either oh. which would be a worry so, for Celtic fans yeah. travelling to the game obviously yeah. such a big player for Celtic yep Celtic at heart Johnson Phillips is in Scales and Taylor McGregor, O'Reilly and Turnbull you were right on Turnbull and Forrest and Palmer with Kyogo so that's the big news is he just rested? I don't know is he it's, it's, I mean when you when you look at teams you, you do it with all the teams there's certain names that you just almost you don't even look for because you expect them to be in but yeah he, he's a standout name missing yep. from that list Barry what do you reckon could it be the conditions I'm, I know the pitch is brilliant at Celtic at the moment yeah but he yeah. he's one of the players that Paul, if he, he's fit, he plays. Mm -hmm. So he, he might be carrying a slight knock and, and you've got to bear in mind he, he's come back off off a long layoff. So maybe it's an opportunity that at home they'll have the vast majority of possession. I don't think they'll be under severe pressure with St Mern going forward. So maybe that's a chance for him just to come out at, um, for 90 minutes and, and be ready for the weekend. And what a chance for James Forrest. He's come so close in the games he's come on. Stephen, and he's scored in every year, hasn't he, since he broke into the first team, the calendar year. So, yep, Celtic Hart, Johnson, Phillips, Scales and Taylor, McGregor, O'Reilly, Turnbull, Forrest, Palma and, and Kyogo. Rangers team. Yeah, we've got the Rangers team now as well. Barry, you've got it there. Butland, Tavernier, Golson, Balligan, yep. Ridvan, Lundstrom, Jack, Lammers, Seema, Wright, Danilo. Right. On the bench, McCrory, yeah. Dessers, Cantwell, Sifuentes, Dow, Sterling, Barisic, King and McCausland. What do you make of it, Barry, then? First sight of the Rangers Yeah, just team. that one yeah. or two yeah. that obviously I thought would have been given the opportunity, yeah. but... He's got Lammers in again. Yep. Yeah, and, and I see Davis yeah. is, is not even in the, the That's what I was looking for on the bench there. There's some big talking points there, obviously. Yeah. Lammers getting the nod again. I'm really surprised with that. Mm-hmm. 
I think a lot of Rangers fans will be as well. Um, and Dez is on the bench, no surprise. Cantwell, Sifuentes, he's been missing for a while now, Barry, hasn't he? He's been on the bench yeah. the last few games, Paul. Yeah. There was a lot made him coming over. And, and yeah. I mentioned when he signed, yeah. I'd watched him mm-hmm. obviously online. And I liked what I've seen, but I've obviously he's came and he's, he's kind of, um, it's been a bit stop start for him. Um, so we just need to see how he, he, he turns out but there's, there's no doubt there's a player in there but again Paul it's easy playing somewhere else when you come here the, the pressures and the, the expectations and the demands that are put on you um, we just need to wait and see how that one works out The Celtic bench has Bain and Yang Holm Navrovsky O Tomoki Iwata Bernardo Maeda and Ralston I guess with Maeda just giving him a break after well, he knocked his pan in, didn't he, last Wednesday against Atletico and then played again at the weekend? Yeah, it could, it could be that. I mean, I've I've just gone in probably my own theory where I do think that that first goal is crucial for, for Celtic if they can get it. And the way it's going to be, I mean, some un- big physical team, well-organised, don't give much away. And and see, to be honest, I know since Brendan's left, James Forrest has pretty much been well out of the picture. In Brendan's eyes, he was a huge player for him. He's got a lot of trust in him. Um, it's a big game for Brendan Rodgers and Celtic tonight so it, it doesn't shock me that he's been given a nod You see he's as fast as Maida apparently in training did you read that? Yeah I mean he's always quick yeah. he's dis- deceivingly quick um, I think but obviously Dyson Maida's um, once he opened the legs he, he's noticeably quick but Brent, um, James Forrest was always really quick driving that he'd be the ball as well He's 32 which is nothing of course Right the St Mirren lineup: Hemming Fraser Gogic Taylor Strain Boyd Munz, O'Hara, of course, the captain, and Tanzer, Kilty, who scored at the weekend, Olisanya, and McMenamin. That's the St Mirren lineup. What do you think, Stephen? Uh, yeah, they've got yeah, a huge miss also. Yeah. Uh, St Mirren, um, Bacchus. Of course, who scored at the weekend. Um, yeah. Not sure what. He, he, him and O'Hara, the partnership. Mm-hmm. The, the way St Mirren play, they almost play it's like a 3 4 3, but they two in the middle, they cover an amazing amount mm-hmm. of distance, and they're, you're huge players for them. And Boyd Munz is a different type, He's, he looks to get on the ball. I think that's a huge miss for St Mirren tonight. Obviously, he likes to change the, the striker about. Obviously, Mandarin scored a couple of goals at the weekend, but yeah. no surprise to see Olisanya come in. But um, I think Bacchus is a huge miss for St Mirren. Still waiting for the Dundee lineup, Barry. I know you'll have it first. You don't have it yet. Um, do you want the Hearts lineup for tonight? Clark, Kent, Kingsley, Beningamy, Shanklin, the captain, has scored at the weekend. Boyce, Devlin, Rowles, Forrest, Alan Forrest, obviously, Cochrane, and Lowry, so Lowry in from the beginning. So that's the Hearts lineup. And for uh, for Livy, yeah, we'll give you the Livy lineup now. Hamilton, Devlin, Pittman, Kelly, Welsh Hayes, Holt, Nibley, Sangari, Shinney, Sean Kelly, and Penrice. So, what do you think in this one, Barry? Will I get your prediction now? Because it's going to be yeah, some I'm, game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and I, I fancy Hearts to win it, Paul, because. They're at home, obviously, and uh, there'll be a big crowd at, at Tynecastle, but I don't think it's going to be easy. And and uh, again, I, I think Hearts will win the game 2-1, but don't write off Livy. I know the disappointing result of the weekend, but obviously going down to 10 men. But if Hearts don't get that three points, the, 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 the Hearts fans are not going to be happy with that. Yeah, because they're not where they expected to be. No. They're on 11 points. Same as Motherwell, same as Dundee at the moment. Stephen, what are you thinking for this one? Well, I was thinking that if Peter Heron doesn't pull Conor Goldson in the box, mm. it'd be a very different Hearts team tonight. I think if they win at Ibrox on Sunday, 
he's probably thinking he's got a bit more money in the bank to maybe make a few changes with the semi-final in mind being such a huge game because if you take out Rangers let's be honest what a chance it is to win silverware yeah. no Celtic no Rangers in the final um, so but I think it's a huge game for, for Stephen A. Smith tonight it's such a huge week for him the, isn't they're, it? they're horrible yeah. games as well I know yeah. that a lot's been made of that away allocation but it's a team that come with hardly any fans no pressure on them at all yeah. and they really fight and scrap for everything make it really difficult for you that is not an easy one at all for Stephen A. Smith so what's your scoreline tonight for Hearts against Livy? I've gone for 1-0 right. um, I wasn't sure I mean the way they're playing I don't fancy them to win any game at the minute but I just think with the full strength team Shankland 1-0 It's hard to see what he's doing with the team isn't it Barry for Stephen Naismith young manager mm-hmm. great player um, it's early in his career but what a week for him this is going to be Yeah I mean I think tonight's huge I know Sunday's huge as well because it's a semi-final but I think he needs, needs to take care of tonight he needs to make sure he gets three points in the bag or I mean I know what Hearts fans are like Paul they're a very demanding set of fans um, so if there's anything less than three points I don't think they'll be very happy at Tynecastle. More team news and predictions from Stephen and Barry next The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Switch to clean renewable energy and reduce your bills by up to 70%. Let's go! Back with more traffic and travel tomorrow morning. Rochelle along with Crofty and Grado who were in great form this morning. Was the wee one out trick or treating or Halloween last night? Stephen just looking at you because Barry, ours are all too old for that. Yes we are and my teeth are killing me today because... (laughs) We come back, my wife sorts out the contraband, which she's not allowed. <laughs> and that's the bits that I've to eat. So uh, oh, my teeth are killing yeah, today. Oh, you've had all the sticky stuff and all Lollies. that. Yeah. Barry, were they up at your gate? Oh, they're, they're too... Yeah. Um, oh, we are, in terms of my kids, yeah, obviously, no, they're, sure. all, they're all yeah. grown up. But I used to love it. I used to... Really? I love taking them down to the, the grands or whatever. Mm. Um, but I see you've not been changed for last night. No, I was out earlier on today. <laughs> we were, yeah. Halloween uh, was last very night. Very good, Paul. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I went in for a coffee and the woman said, she forgot to put the milk in. She said, I've never seen somebody dressed like that. <laughs> it was a suit, that was it. <laughs> Barry will be... It's what's underneath the uh, suit. Exactly, yep. Um, just <laughs> looking forward to the games tonight. And yeah, I see the was, going to go? I'm just reading here yep. that it was dodgy about 10 15 minutes ago. The, the Rangers game, yeah. My goodness, it was a downpour, yeah, because it it's on good. It was getting better, mm-hmm. um, but the game is on, so we're giving you team news as it comes in. Still waiting for the Dundee team, I think it may have landed now. Um, just it's coming in. No, in fact, that's the let's get St Johnson against Killy. Uh, you can always say it's one of your old teams when Stephen's in here, can't we? Because he's been at so many of the Scottish team so what a game this is going to be for St Johnson because they're going to get strang- um, stranded at the bottom of the table it's Mitoff of course in goals Costello McGowan and Gordon the captain who's been speaking in the last few days Considine Robinson Sprangler Smith Carey Kane and Clark so that double act there up against Kilmarnock who've had a, a good October uh, Dennis Mayo Finlay Wright Armstrong, Lyons, Watson, Polworth, Kennedy, Watkins and Vassell, of course, the captain. What are you thinking, Stephen, about this one then? St Johnson, Kelly? I, I can't see past a Kilmarnock win. Mm. Um, I think they're really strong. I think they're going well. I think they've got Vassell who's 
flying at the minute he's leading the line the armband seems to have taken him to another level um, and like any Derry McInnes team they don't give much away so um, I've gone for I couldn't one or two now I've gone for one nil Kilmarnock even away from home given that last season it wasn't so good and probably affected by I know, I know yeah. but I do I think they're better yeah. I think he's I think he made good signs in the, the transfer window I think they've got more legs in the team than they had last year I think it really resembles a Derek McInnes team mm-hmm. I think it's nearly how he exactly how he had imagined, imagined it when he took over the job um, so I think he'll be happy with how things are going and I think they win tonight and Kel Vassell he loves being captain doesn't he Barry he's got better yeah watching him on Sunday I thought of him and Watkins mm. were, were very good um, real physical presence up top I, I was real impressed with Kilmarnock um, and obviously they, they had a, a, a sticky start I know they beat Rangers and then they, they obviously beat Celtic in the cup but then they, they, they were struggling to maybe get a few points but listen I, I think over the last few weeks they've, they've certainly kicked on and as I said, they, they thoroughly deserve to, to get the three points. And they were, to be honest with you, they were miles better than Aberdeen. And, and I know people say, oh, it's the Astro turf, but take that away. Dell's got a, a, a decent team there. That would have been sweet for him. What's your scoreline tonight then? St. Johnson 1, Kilmarnock 2. I think Kilmarnock will be too strong. Okay. Yeah. Mar- Marley Watkins, what was that about? The celebration down on his... Did you see that? No, he went down. They said it was something to do for his kids. He, he went down on all fours and sort of crawled along. But I think it was his kids said, "If you score, um, do that for us." Got the Dundee team up against Rangers tonight. Carson Beck, Shaughnessy, the captain, and double scorer at the weekend. Tiffany, Bakayoko, Lamy, McCowan, Boating, Donnelly, Silla, and Portales. So Rangers fans, if you've just tuned in. We gave you it first, Barry had it. Rangers are Butland, Tavernier, Goldson, Balligan and Ridvan, Lundstrom and Jack, Lammers, Seema, Wright and Danilo. So, yeah. What are you thinking on this one, Barry? Well, it's 4-3-3 what the the new manager's been playing. It'll be Jack and Lundstrom will be sitting in the middle of the pitch. Lammers just in front of them. Seema and Wright in the wide areas and, and Danilo through the middle. And to be honest with you, I'm just happy to see Danilo. I'd spoke to quite a few people and the first part of his Rangers career he was playing on the left hand side and I thought he looked out of sorts and then speaking to um, a few people who have played over in in Holland and, and know him pretty well saying listen he's a number nine he plays in the shoulder his movement's really good and obviously seen that at, at St Johnson when he scored the goal and obviously unfortunately got that bad injury and then I thought yeah. at the weekend in the second half against oh. Hearts you could see the difference that he, he made it always a good sign when a manager comes in a new one and says, yeah, I tried to sign that boy for Genk a few years ago or for mm. Bruges. So that's always a good sign, isn't it? Oh, yeah, but I'm sure Danilo will be happy with that because yep. well, he's just a new sign and I'm sure he, he wouldn't want to move anywhere. But I like seeing him through the middle and I thought the goal against Hearts, I know the ball for Tavernier was excellent, but if you watch his movement, any young striker watching that, he just peels off the blind side of the, the centre half and it's a... A brilliant finish into the Hearts goal. Stephen Lammers is in there. Is the manager seeing something that a lot of the Rangers fans haven't seen so far? No, he's probably seen less of them than the Rangers fans. A lot of Rangers fans have written him off already. But as I said, I think he need he's, he's taking that job on without a transfer window. Mm. I don't expect to see unless it's a, a drastic improvement. I don't expect it, Lammers to still be starting games for Rangers after the transfer window. He's he's just trying to coax a bit out of them. He, he needs them. Um, he might have an idea of how the game's going to go tonight, and 
Um, maybe just be his size. I don't know why he's been given a nod, but he has, and and he and he, he is backing him. He's backing him to, to try and prove something to the Rangers support. But just on, I think it's going to be a tough game. I think I'm delighted for Tony Doherty. Um, I got on great with him at, at Kilmarnock, and, and I've got to say I was really surprised that he stepped out from um, the partnership with Derek McInnes in the summer to take on a manager's job. And, He's came up against Rangers a million times as an assistant manager, but it's quite a big night for, for him and Dundee. Um, newly promoted, first game against Celtic Rangers at home under the lights. So um, I think Rangers will win, but I don't think they'll have it easy. Let's just hope the game's on. I've just seen yeah. it's been delayed. Oh dear. That's not we good. fears a waterlogged right. pitch. So yeah. obviously there's been a, a fair bit of rain yeah. in the last um, 20 or 30 minutes. So... That's not, I mean, it's been called on. I mean, fans going up to Dundee yeah. and buses and huh? and whatever. So hopefully they can, with delaying it, they can get the pitch and play in order so they can get the, the game ahead, let's going ahead, sorry. Let's hope so. I remember back in August, do you remember that? It was a downpour mm-hmm. in August and they said, oh, the Dundee game might be in doubt. I don't know why uh, that is so early. So we'll keep you up to date between now and seven. What's your scoreline though, Barry? Do you reckon if the game goes ahead... I think it's going to be close. Yeah. Um, as I said, Tony Doc, Stephen just mentioned there, he's, he's got a brilliant name in the game in terms of he's a very good coach, he knows how to organise a team and set a team up. Um, but I think Rangers have had too much. I think Dundee won Rangers too. Here's the manager, Philippe Clement, speaking about something that you spoke about, Barry, during the Michael Beals Day, Beals Day that you need to have a good relationship between the team and the fans. For sure, and it's, uh, like I said, a two-way street. We, the players, need to show first our our passion, giving everything, uh, wanting to do everything to get results, and then the fans follow, and that you saw in the weekend. Um, the players gave everything, they kept on going, so if you repeat this for a certain time, you, you will get back credit in the bank for a certain moment, and for the moment, it's, it's building up these things to, to not do it one time, but do it several times. That's a task to do, and then... Uh, there can be an incredible energy and synergy in the stadium again because that's for me one of the street, one of the reasons to come here because I've saw this how much power that can give I believe also a lot in in those things so it's one thing uh, one of the important things I want to recreate between fans and uh, and the players. So they're just looking at the ground at the moment with uh, the heavy rain which has come back on and Tayside it had gone off earlier this afternoon. Stephen, we're still waiting for the Motherwell team. Can you give it to us as your brother? I know he never would. Uh, what are you feeling about Motherwell then, Aberdeen? I know we touched on it earlier. What do you think? It's difficult not having seen the team there, but you fancy the well. Yeah, well, I hope. I mean, it's, got, it's a really big game. Obviously, Aberdeen have showed they can go to Ibrox and win. They can go to Frankfurt and, and compete. So um, I, th- I expect to see a better Aberdeen than we saw on Sunday. Um, but but Motherwell, Motherwell need a result as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they got a lot of credit for the way they've played, but that's within defeats. I think they've got the full-strength team now. They've got young Lennon Miller back, who's a big mm-hmm. part of the way they play. Um, I expect him to come back into the mm-hmm. team. And I would expect Beeriff to play. I don't know what his fitness is, is like, but he's a big player for them as well up front. And that that's the two changes, if, if I'm guessing that's who it would be. I, I was going to yeah. ask you, obviously Paul sees him most days at Lennon Miller. What does he say about him? He, he said, I mean, I don't, obviously when you, you speak about young players, you, you hate pressure on him as you say, are the, the best, but he said he's the best young player he's played with. He, th- he thinks he's yeah, got he's everything. Well. And he's playing tonight as Kelly 
Uh, the Just interested because Paul, yeah. you, you get a lot yeah. of people saying that. Well, we only see them in games, but generally, if you see somebody the in the out and it's, how they train and how they apply themselves, it's, it's a drop off. Honestly, the drop off in performance when he's not playing. Motherwell did an amazing comeback at the weekend, but for the first time this season, they probably got battered. Yeah. Um, Ross County were the better team for long spells, but he makes a big difference at his young age. Yeah, they bounce back. Kelly, O'Donnell, McGinn, Mugabe, Casey, Spencer, Slattery, Miller, Spittle. Peyton and Wilkinson up against the Dons, Roos, Devlin, Mackenzie, Shinny the captain, Jensen, Garton Mann, McGrath, Mayofsky, Clarkson, Polvara and Rubizic. What's your scoreline in this one, Barry? What do you reckon? For Motherwell I think Motherwell will win the game. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was yeah. thinking 2-0. I'll go Motherwell 2, Aberdeen 1. Stephen McGinn, what do you think? I've gone for 1-1. One, one for 1-1 one, one. and for Celtic fans if you're heading to the game we gave you the team a while ago and the headline is that uh, Carter Vickers is not playing nor is he on the bench Celtic are Hart Johnson Phillips Scales and Taylor McGregor O'Reilly and Turnbull so Turnbull's in it's not Bernardo Hatate obviously injured and James Forrest is in from the start Palma and Kyogo up against uh, almost at a ramp in St Mirren but they're not but they're playing really really well and their manager Celtic's manager spoke about his opposite number Stephen Robinson yeah I, th- I think he's he's proven himself to be an excellent manager and coach Stephen he uh, obviously when I was up here the first time he done a very, very good job at Motherwell, you know, getting them to two finals. League in the Scottish Cup was uh, was a fantastic achievement and his teams were always hard to play against. And you look now, coming into St Mirren, it's the same same idea, You've got them very well organised, they work very hard, you see they're very much a team. And like I say, they, they're always very, very competitive. So, so I think he's an excellent manager, done really well. I look forward to seeing him on, on Wednesday and uh, we will also expect a tough match. What do you think the scoreline is, Stephen? Obviously, no Mikey Johnson as well. But uh, what do you reckon tonight? Yeah, well, coming to the game, I'm surprised that Carter Vickers not playing, but I'm also yeah. surprised that Bacchus isn't playing. I think it's a big blow for, for both sides, but especially for St Martin. I'm going for 2-0 Celtic. Can I just jump in to say, Dundee have just tweeted, due to severe traffic disruption, the kickoff is being delayed. Turnstiles are open as normal. They'll update as soon as possible, but it is delayed at the moment. Barry, what do you reckon? Any change at the top tonight then? Celtic against St Mirren. In fact, the breaking news, yep, it is. Yep, about the delays in the waterlogged. It's delayed anyway. It's delayed with waterlogged pitch. It's not delayed at Celtic. What's going to happen? I think, um, look, I think St Mirren will make it tough for Celtic, but too much quality. Celtic 3, St Mirren 1. 3 1. You reckon there and then ready for the weekend. Thanks very much. Tomorrow night, Graham Dorans, as I mentioned, will be here with Andy Walker. It's a tough night to play, isn't it? When it's absolutely pelting. So things could... Yeah, but I, I don't mind any pause. As yeah. long as there's no wind, um, I think if you ask any footballer, that, that's the worst conditions to play in. Wind, horrendous. Rain, snow, whatever. I don't like playing in the sun either. Never. I hated sunny days. <laughs> Did you like playing? <laughs> I know it. you loved it. Oh, we know that. Amazing. Far, far yeah. better out there than a roasting hot day in AstroTurf. Yeah. Oh, a good point. <laughs> and on that note, thanks, Stephen. See you soon. Good luck at the weekend. I know you'll be at the game anyway. Hopefully back soon, Barry. Thanks so much. You'll be back Cheers on Friday. Paul. Cheers. Thank you. News is next. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Switch to clean, renewable energy and reduce your bills by up to 70%. Let's go! Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. 
with access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco-garden makeovers. We offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk.